Betrayal trauma is long-term enough, is sort of has this really kind of big wide web around it, that in essence, a person experiencing betrayal trauma will say, I was married to a stranger or my family member is a stranger, or it's just sort of this, what just happened kind of thing. And a person kind of walking through their life kind of hollowed out looking like a deer in the headlights because it's not just as simple as somebody wakes up one day and says, you know what? This marriage isn't working anymore. It's not that. And you're kind of sad. And like, where did this come from? But there is no other person. You really truly did grow apart. This is something very, very different sort of deceit upon deceit upon deceit. Wow. Woo. This is going to be heavy tonight. Get to your phone lines. 1-800-920-1580. You already know who that was. That was Dr. Romney. Uh, this topic, once again, like I want to shout out all of the people in the chat room, all of the people all over the nation who call in on a regular uh, sharing their uh, their thoughts, uh, their opinions, their perspectives, uh, and also their topics. Uh, I get a lot of topics uh, from people all over the country who really enjoy the show. They want me to dig deep on different topics. And what's really heavy uh, about tonight's topic is that I'm a perpetrator. I I believe uh, that I have because I have caused betrayal trauma. And doing the work, and I'm saying betrayal trauma in my woman, you know, uh, and and possibly, and I would say most definitely, in many women I've dated. You know, this is a moment of transparency. And when you dig down on a topic like this, like when you... When you dig down on a topic like this, you you become enlightened to the impact of, you know, your behavior and how that behavior affects, you know, somebody who cared, who cares and or cared about you. Heavy topic, man, is being betrayed equal to delayed healing <laughs> is being betrayed equal to delayed healing and before i get into these questions listen don't forget man this is a non-judgmental space okay your opinions of your experiences matter to me here you will not be judged you will not be disrespected i'm not here to try to correct you on your expression of your experience but you cannot call in here and curse that's one thing you can't do but i want to go into these questions man because people forget to the betrayer gets wounded as well Especially if the betrayer loves the betrayed. one 800 9 20 15 it is. I, listen, are you ready? Are you ready? one 800 9 20 15 8 let's go. Is being betrayed equal 
to delayed healing. A deeper look at the effects of betrayal trauma within intimate relationship. Whoa, heavy topic. True or false? To a deeply hurt and unhealed person, a sincere and remorseful apology has very little meaning. 1-800-9-2015. I don't even... Andy, did you hear that question? Did Wait, hold on. To a deeply hurt and unhealed person, a sincere and remorseful apology has very little meaning. True or false? Agree or disagree? Our partners... Oh. Virtually incapable of empathizing with their significant other's pain that came from their partner's act of betrayal. In other words, the betrayer feels a certain kind of pain if they love their partner. But can the partner who has been betrayed empathize with their pain? Is it possible? Should they even consider Empathizing with the betrayer's pain because of his action? 1-800-920-1580. What does betrayal trauma do to a person's brain? 1-800-920-1580. Call me, call me, call me. What factors motivate a person to betray someone? In my case, fear. In my case, it was fear. When I met the person of my life, I was with somebody. And my fear of losing the person that I met made me lie about it. Just outright lied about it. Are you seeing somebody? No. Are you day are you with somebody? No. And although the relationship moved forward, that lie came back like a radioactive isotope and contaminated the whole union. Listen, listen, 1-800-920-1580, get to your phone lines tonight, 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 call me, call me, call me. See, listen, <laughs> sometimes, you know, we get in here and we have real discussions. And you know, sometimes I'll sprinkle a little bit of me in the discussion. I'm gonna sprinkle a lot of me in the discussion tonight because what I want people to understand is this is part of dating a human being. See, I see very few people really talking about what it means to date another human. We want to date a fantasy. We want to date a, 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 a desired outcome, but we really don't know how to date people, right? Because in the relationship with ourselves, we mistreat parts of ourselves. So in mistreating parts of yourself, 
which is the most important relationship you've, you're ever going to have, you're bound to mistreat your significant other. A lot of people do not want to stand on in that realization. I uh, have mistreated parts of myself internally by being indifferent to them, by not acknowledging them, by not embracing the different aspects of myself that I don't approve of, that I don't like. And in so doing that, I've got a toxic relationship going on with myself. I'm not afraid to talk about it. And I've been, listen, can I tell you, I've been working on myself for over 30 years. And I still have bouts, you know, with my with my own humanity. Listen to me now. What factors? Are, are y'all listening to me tonight? I want to be transparent and honest with you tonight. And I want you guys to do the same with me. I want you to call me and I want you to share. This is a very powerful question. Is betrayal always purposeful? I will answer that question with this quote. The uses of sorrow. Someone I loved once gave me a box full of darkness. It took me years to understand that this too was a gift. That quote is by Mary Oliver. 1-800-920-1580. Get to your phone lines. Call me, call me, call me. Is being betrayed equal to delayed healing? A deeper look at the effects of betrayal trauma within an intimate relationship. What are some emotions that arise when someone before, or what are, the, what, what are some of the emotions that arise within someone before and after a betrayal? What role did your previous wounds play in the creation of this new wound? Wow. What are three things you failed to pay attention to prior to the betrayal? 1-800-920-1580-1580. Get to me. 1-800-920-1580. Call me from all over the country. We want to have a national discussion on this. What processes have you developed in order to reconcile from the inside out? How does your betrayer feel after betraying you? Whew. Does the hurt from betrayal ever go away? What does betrayal do to your sense of self, your self-esteem, and your self-worth? How do you resolve betrayal trauma? Whew. Are these not powerful questions? Andy, are these some crazy questions? Wow. If you betray yourself, is that a guarantee you're going to betray your significant other? Wow. You know what's really powerful? What if you created... A self-betrayal journal where you kept notes 
on every time you betrayed yourself, would this not be the primer for how to avoid betraying your significant other? When I come forward, the voice of reason is going to set this mug on fire. Hi, Dr. Romney. Thanks for being here. What is betrayal trauma? So betrayal trauma is a series of reactions that a person will experience, psychological and emotional reactions that a person will experience after a pretty significant and protracted period of betrayal in a close or significant relationship. So, you know, sort of a classical example of betrayal trauma would be, it's not as simple as just somebody cheated on you, but you come to find out they've been cheating on you for 15 years, or they have a child with this other person, or all, all those years you, or months or whatever, you suspected they were cheating on you and you keep bringing it up like, something doesn't feel right. And they're like, don't be ridiculous. And they come up with all these alibis and gaslight and all of that. It's this, it's this fallout that comes after somebody who's been significantly betrayed. It, it could be, it could be something as a public betrayal, you know, that somebody not only, it's not just an infidelity, but maybe an infidelity with a family member, like a sleeping with your sister kind of thing, or they're, mm-hmm. they're behaving in a really inappropriate way, in a public way that could bring shame upon a family. So, and, and it, again, it tends not to be sort of a one-off. It's something that may have been going on for a very long time. And then a person comes to find out there was this whole big story behind the betrayal. It wasn't just this one thing. It was, it was this whole constellation of things that kind of came together. And it, it's yep. really, destabilizing for a person who goes through it through it is the term or phrase betrayal trauma something that's being used by clinicians or mm-hmm. is this a layman's term no no it's something that clinicians use and it's it's oh. i i often view betrayal trauma as something that's very tightly linked in with complex post complex trauma not necessarily i mean it's saying again complex trauma has some specific kinds of parameters around what that trauma looks like but if the betrayal trauma is long-term enough is sort of has this really kind of big wide web around it that in essence, a person experiencing betrayal trauma will say, I was married to a stranger or my family member is a stranger, or it's just sort of this, what just happened kind of thing. And a person kind of walking through their life kind of hollowed out looking like a deer in the headlights because it's not just as simple as somebody wakes up one day and says, you know what? This marriage isn't working anymore. It's not that. And you're kind of sad. Like, where did this come from? But there is no other person. You really, truly did grow apart. This is something very, very different, sort of deceit upon deceit upon deceit. I understand that. So how does somebody respond differently from a betrayal trauma versus a more standard trauma like we're getting a divorce that can be traumatic that's a big deal I mean, I think that what gets tricky is like, again, this word trauma and without belaboring it is like, where do we use it? Somebody's saying, hey, we've been growing apart for years. Now you want to take this job in a different city. I think we need to talk about, you know, unbraiding this. Is that traumatic? It's certainly stressful. It's certainly upsetting. Wow. Dr. Romney taking no prisoners. Hey, lock me up. I am guilty. And I bet some of you are too. Betrayal trauma. It's very heavy. Betrayal trauma within intimate relationships can have a profound and lasting effect on individuals. This show tonight aims to explore 
the intricate dynamics of betrayal trauma and its impact on the healing process. Additionally, we will try to critically examine the notion that a sincere and remorseful apology holds little meaning to a deeply hurt and unhealed person. By delving into the psychological, emotional, and relational aspects of betrayal, we can gain a deeper understanding of the challenges faced by those affected and potential pathways to healing. Tonight's going to be different. Let me get to my phone line real quick. Who's on? Reggie, Austin, Texas. Texas always shows up. What's up, man? Um, you asked a bunch of questions before. Let me let me just start um, with with the, the couple of questions that I can answer. Um, whenever you lie, I think it, it shows that you are disconnected from yourself, your physical self, your mental self, your spiritual self. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, one of those three, or a combination of those three, is is off kilter. Um, and because it's off kilter. I don't think all of you meant to do what you did. I think a portion of you meant to do what you did. And because you are out of order with yourself, mm-hmm. that's probably why you did what you did. Mm-hmm. Um, and so you have to ask yourself, all right, what scenario prompted me to do what I did? Mm-hmm. Like if, if you can't, um, if you can't understand the emotions that you're going through when you're in a certain situation, you may lie to get out of that situation because you can't stand or, or understand your feelings. Mm-hmm. And because you can't understand your feelings, you'll tell a lie to, to kind of just get out of the situation. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right. So examine your mind and say, OK, I was in this situation and it's not it's not bigger than me. And know that the situation and know that your world is not so small mm. so that you don't react the same way and tell that lie to get out of it. Right, right. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And that that takes honesty and it takes courage and it takes somebody that's, that's... strength. Absolutely. All of that. Yeah. 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 I mean, it, that's, that's what it takes. And to the point that you are honest with yourself, then you begin to heal all those other broken parts of yourself. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that, that puts the possibility that you can salvage this relationship because you're starting to be honest with yourself. Mm-hmm. That just makes sense. Right. And, and so, um, now, now your partner can say, all right, they're working on this part of themselves. And when they get it together, all right, we can be stronger together, mm-hmm. but they have to be there to give you a, a, the chance to be your best self. Wait, even hold, though you made some mistakes. Hold on, Reggie, because you cooking and we right up against it. Stay with me because I need some more of that special sauce, brother. What betrayal trauma does to your brain when someone has been betrayed. And let's talk about what betrayal is. Betrayal, we, we think of. Of course, someone cheating on you, seeing prostitutes, having an affair with your best friend, someone at work, or you're a husband and your wife has cheated on you with your best friend or neighbor or someone like that. That's the first thing that comes to your mind when you think of betrayal trauma. We call it partner betrayal trauma. If you want to Google that partner betrayal trauma, you'll find we've done a lot of research on that. And and infidelity is part of that. That's one part of betrayal trauma. Another part of partner betrayal trauma is pornography. You, you think you're living in this great life and you find that your spouse is using 
pornography and that you're not enough and that you're, what you believed about them isn't true and then you find out the stuff they're into and it makes it worse and your whole life goes upside down. But then there's also a third part of betrayal trauma. The next part of betrayal trauma is intimacy anorexia. You're married to someone who doesn't give you their heart. They're too busy for you. They blame you. They withhold love. They withhold praise. Um, they use anger and silence. If they have sex, they're not connected or they're not having sex with you. They can't share their feelings with you. And you feel neglected, alone, and unwanted in your own marriage or your relationship. That's another form of trauma. And that part of betrayal trauma is interesting because all three of these traumas have the same statistical impact on the person. Now, I'm going to get to the brain in just a few minutes, but what this does is cause, it can cause depression, weight gain, or weight loss. It can cause uh, a shutdown of them spiritually and emotionally. It can cause PTSD symptoms. I mean, to the 80 or 90 percentile on those symptoms, intrusive thoughts, dreams, um, not wanting to go out and connect with other people, shutting down. The amount of impact that partner betrayal trauma has on the human spirit, soul, and body is massive. When someone's been betrayed, it's like they've been hit by a truck, but there's no blood anywhere. They're crushed inside. Their spirit's crushed. Their, their past is crushed. Who they thought they were to this person, who they thought that person was, the, the holidays, the vacations, the birthdays, all tainted by now a new narrative, a new story. Their present is destroyed because they don't know what they're going to do. Who is this person? Who am I? Do I have the courage to go forward with them? Do I have the courage to leave them? These are all questions that now, existentially, they have to ask that they never thought of before. Their whole, the whole rug has been taken out from under them, and they've planted their face on the floor, and they're, they're out. They don't know what's real anymore. And if that's not bad enough, their future is destroyed. Financially, they could be totally in a different place if they leave, if they stay. Do they put up with it? Are the, is a person going to get help? Are my kids, kids going to know? Are they going to not know? Are they going to... Wow! Who's going to join me tonight? Call me. Who have you betrayed? How have you betrayed yourself? Who's going to join me tonight in apologizing sincerely? to those they have betrayed. I seek the solace and the forgiveness and the understanding of the almighty, most high source of all that is for my betrayal of my loved ones, of people I've loved, of my significant other. Of, of, if, it, when I betrayed you, I betrayed God. And I betrayed the God in you and the God in me, which is all one God, all one thing. God's angel. God's physical manifestation here on earth. So in apologizing to you, I must apologize to my creator. Because he didn't create me to hurt other aspects of himself, of itself. So I sincerely apologize from the depths of my heart to all those that I may have betrayed, that I may have lied to, 
And it ain't no may have. It is. Who's going to join me? For all those that I have hurt, right, that I've made feel less than what they should feel about themselves, I apologize sincerely. Who's going to join me? Tonight's topic. It's a heavy one. I'm trying to put our humanity front and center here on this show. A lot of people, man, swear. I mean, everybody can say, oh, you shouldn't lie. Everybody can say it's wrong. Right? Everybody can tell you what to do. You know why? Because there's a limited amount of articulable knowledge out here. Right? There's a limited amount of knowledge that can be articulated amongst the masses. It's not a lot of knowledge that can be easily articulated. Right? So everybody can say something that looks like the right thing to say, right? Except when it comes to taking your own responsibility for your own missteps. The the bigger picture of these types of shows is how do I maintain a loving relationship with myself and another human being. Key point is human being. Tonight's topic is being betrayed equal to delayed healing. A deeper look at the effects of betrayal trauma within an intimate relationship. This is heavy stuff tonight. Let me get my brother back in here. Reggie Austin, Texas. Get in here and cook. Man, um, an honest apology goes a long way, yeah. a long way. Um, when when that apology is uh, is combined with owning your stuff and owning your part and what you did to make the situation what it is and what you can do to 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 improve the situation, that all is connected. Um, because I mean, you have to have some kind of action to to match up with, with your words, and. Um, you're you're uh, maintaining the relationship with yourself and with somebody else, and the best from one day to the next is relative. Mm-hmm. So give yourself some grace, saying that okay, my best today may not be my best tomorrow, mm-hmm. and it just continues to grow and grow and grow. But I know if I do the right thing enough times, then I'll develop the best parts of myself. And that's all you can do, man. And going back to what I said before, yeah, it takes courage on your part, but it also takes courage and integrity on the other person's part. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's, it's combined. Mm-hmm. And that's the hardest part because you can control yourself, but you can't control what that other person does. Right. So that means y'all got to be on the same page. That's real. Right, right. I love it, brother. I appreciate it. Austin, right. Texas is in the building because of my brother, Reggie, if you want to bring your city in the building, all you got to do, you know the routine, 1-800-920-1580. Monique, Detroit, Michigan. Oh, wait, hold tight. When I come forward, I'm going to Detroit, Michigan. Let's get it. Arf, arf. <laughs> hey. Don't you me. Arf, arf. The voice of reason. Don't you me. 
My playlist is my co-host, man. Don't you dog me. Come on, man. Y'all don't know about how... Y'all don't know hip-hop was this fun back in the day. But it, the record and the song is very poignant. And it's apropos for tonight's topic, man. Gosh. Is being betrayed equal to delayed healing? Heavy stuff. We got callers all over the place, man. I want to get them in here right now. Monique, Detroit, Michigan. Get in here. Hey, how you doing this evening? I'm alive and well. How are you? Oh, well, this topic is the reason why you haven't heard from me. Mm, talk to me. So I'm going to be real transparent here, and I have my sister here from Atlanta so I can do this. Okay. But, uh, um. No cursing. I'm, you know I don't curse like that. Okay, cool. <laughs> like that, though. Okay, we good. <laughs> No, no, I'm used to switching back and forth. You know how we we're professionals at that. So um, basically, when you know that the portrayer is sincere and remorseful, remorseful and you know that maybe it was done because of the wounds they have, mm-hmm. you know, be it of abandonment and things of that nature, and you're the betrayed, and you don't know how to feel in that moment because you have your own situations, wounds, and issues. Mm-hmm. I know that it's only been like 18 months since I um, encountered this visual challenge, and I think that maybe that made me show up in a different fashion than what I'm used to showing up as, mm-hmm. but not necessarily saying that the past was the right way to show up. Hmm. So, trying to be coming, you know, trying to go forward in an authentic manner and dealing with the visual challenge, I maybe think you can contribute to what the betrayer did, but then you can't look inside yourself and it makes you feel like, you know, this is like three weeks old. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And um, now you're at a place where. Betrayer is sincere and it is remorseful, but at being betrayed, I don't know. You know, like showing up now, it's like I'd rather just be quiet mm. because I don't know if I forgive, what am I going to feel like? I don't usually give people those type of chances. Mm. I have friends, family members, and I haven't really said this to many because I... You know, you, to me, you don't hear a lot of things, but I've had someone very close to me like, this is not the Monique. You you can be kind of mean sometimes. You know, you can shut people down and just be done. Mm-hmm. And so I'm like, but do I do that now? You know, it's because I'm looking at this person. I know they're sincere. Mm-hmm. And because it's long distance, I think I don't have to look at it, you know, every day. Right. And, and you have the pleading, like, you know, I'm going through something every day. But because you haven't dealt with your wounds of abandonment as a child, you know, at birth, how can being, you know, me being betrayed, I got to heal, too. So let's 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 go into it just a little bit. It's OK to have empathy for the betrayer. 
It's okay. But if you're still wrestling with feelings of self-worth or inadequacy, you you really need to take the time to to work on you. Like you you can't you know put salve on your spiritual wounds. And I, I and I'm learning this from my own experience, right? I'm I'm learning this from you can't take time you know to rub somebody else's back when you can't reach your own. So I I think it's important that you know you make sure that you do what's best for you, right? And if that's taking time, if that's self-care, if that's disappearing for a while, whatever you need to get your <laughs> spirit back in alignment with your understanding of it, you've got to do that. And well, you, you know, go ahead. Go no, ahead. no, 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 I'm no, saying, and you know, someone who is a sincerely remorseful betrayer, you know, they may come in with this energy like me. I'll come in with the energy of, come on, we can do it. We can fix it. We can heal it. Let's go, you know, pep talk time. But the reality of it is that's just because I want it to be fixed. I want it to be healed. I feel guilty because it was broken because of my actions anyway. But the reality of it is to heal from betrayal trauma, there must be space and distance. And and that's a lesson that even I had to learn, right? There must be space, regardless of, of what my desire is, you must create space for the partner to be able, you know, for the for the betrayed person to be able to just sit in it and start processing through it for themselves because they can't do that and do it for the betrayer. Your thoughts? And see, yeah, um, well, and I agree with you because I feel like you sit. Unfortunately, when I shut down, I shut down. That's why my sister is here from Atlanta, and I think this would not have happened if the visual challenge wasn't there because now it makes it may be that, oh, you know, I'm thinking, like you said, your self-worth and your self-esteem, you know, goes down just, you know, a tad bit. And I don't think the the person's not a pep talk person, you know, but the, I just feel like everybody needs to, to stand still for a minute mm-hmm. to see what is going to, you know, what's going to happen. Like you, like you said, you have to, I have to heal spiritually in all areas because it affected everything at the moment. And I just felt like, you know, I have this visual challenge and I'm dealing with making a living, mm-hmm. being independent mm-hmm. and, you know, operating on a certain level. You know, people tell me, Oh, I forget that you can't really see anymore. I thought the way you operate, but they don't even understand the challenge from the time you wake up to the time you go to sleep. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I think that with the betrayer, I need to put him in a space where he needs to see that because mm-hmm. they're the main person that says, I keep forgetting because you operate so well. So you think it's going to be, like you said, I'm going to have empathy for you and not heal myself. If indeed I am, you know, I haven't, you know, sometimes you haven't decided if you're going to forgive. I mean, right. and then it, um, and then you may forgive, and just think that the trust or you know it still may be over. Right. 
and it doesn't mean, you know, just because someone does something doesn't mean that you can't forgive them right. and still move on. Right. Monique, you brought Detroit, Michigan in the building. I appreciate you so much for your call. Thank you for your transparency. This is a heavy topic tonight. We appreciate everybody for calling in. If you want to bring your city in the building, all you got to do is call us at 1-800-920-1580. When I come forward, more from the phone lines. You couldn't brace yourself because you never saw it coming. You didn't have your guard up because you thought you were safe. It never crossed your mind that the person you loved, you trusted, you felt safe with would ever hurt you. So because of that, you gave your heart, your love, your loyalty, your trust. And then one day out of the blue, you make a painful discovery and that one life altering moment gets forever tattooed on your mind and on your heart. It's as if the person you love, the one you trusted, just took a mask off revealing who they've really been this whole time. Your heart breaks and the pain is so raw, so real, so all-consuming, you could barely breathe. You feel like you got sucker punched. Nothing makes sense. So you frantically start questioning everything, including yourself. How did this happen? How did I not know? The shock, the lies, the deception. You feel so rejected, so abandoned, so alone. You don't know what to think. You don't know what to feel. You don't know what to do. The only thing you know for sure is that life will never be the same. That's what it feels like to be blindsided by betrayal. How do I know? Because that's what happened to me, along with millions of other people who struggle to make sense and recover from one of the most painful of the human experiences. It was my betrayal, first from my family and then from my husband, that had me feeling just like that. I felt so sad, so hurt, so confused. And that confusion sent me on a search for answers. I was desperate to understand how the mind works, why we do what we do, and how I could heal. That search led to a PhD program in transpersonal psychology. That's the psychology of transformation and human potential. And while I was there, I did a study. I studied how we experience betrayal, what holds us back, what helps us heal, and what happens to us physically, mentally, and emotionally when the people closest to us lie, cheat, deceive. That study led to three groundbreaking discoveries. The first was that healing from betrayal is very different than healing from other life crises, death of a loved one, disease, natural disaster. With any crisis, we grieve, we're sad, we mourn. But because betrayal feels so intentional, we take it so personally. So the whole self has to be rebuilt. Rejection, abandonment, belonging, confidence, worthiness, trust, they all have to be rebuilt. So that type of healing needed its own name, which is now called post-betrayal transformation. The second discovery. While we can stay stuck for years, decades, a lifetime, and many of us do, if we're going to heal, We're going to move through five stages. What's even more exciting is now we know what happens at every stage, physically, mentally, emotionally, and we know what it takes to move from one stage to the next. So now healing isn't just hopeful or possible. It's predictable. I'll never forget handing my research over to my study chair who read it and said, Debbie, I believe you've discovered a process here. 
That was the moment I knew that millions of people would find comfort in knowing that there's a systematic approach to healing from something they thought they'd never recover from. The third discovery. There's a collection of symptoms, physical, mental, and emotional, so common to betrayal, it's known as post-betrayal syndrome. Now, here's the big misconception. We've been taught time heals all wounds. That's not true. Within one year, we've had over 4,000 people take the post-betrayal syndrome assessment quiz on our site to see to what extent they're still struggling. Every age, so many different countries. And there's a question that reads, is there anything else you'd like to share? Besides reading about the pain, the heartbreak, the physical, mental, and emotional symptoms left in the wake of this type of trauma, people write things like, my betrayal happened 35 years ago, I'm unwilling to trust again. My betrayal happened 40 years ago. Wow. Heavy. Heavy, man. Heavy, heartbreaking stuff, man. Betrayal sticks to our spirit like a barnacle on the hide of a California gray well. Betrayal trauma occurs when an individual experiences a profound breach of trust within an intimate relationship. This can manifest in various forms, such as infidelity, deception, or emotional manipulation. The effects of betrayal trauma are far-reaching, often uh, leading to feelings of shock, anger, sadness, and a loss of self-worth. The depth of the betrayal can significantly impact the healing process, making it crucial to explore the significance of a sincere and meaningful and remorseful apology. Sometimes the hurt is so deep. Sometimes the hurt is so profound that they can't even feel the spiritual energy of an authentic, meaningful apology. And you can't blame them. Healing is complex. Healing from betrayal trauma, of course, it's, it's, multi, it's a multifaceted process. And it involves addressing both the, um, the emotional and the, the cognitive aspects of the individual's experience. Right? While a sincere and remorseful apology is essential, right? It's, a, it's a, an essential component of the healing journey. It's not a panacea, right? For the deep wounds caused by betrayal. The hurt individual may struggle to trust the sincerity of the apology due to the profound breach of trust. You know? Emotional healing is very difficult because you have to understand vulnerability itself means the wound from its etymological root. Vulnerability, the word means wound, means pain. So when you open up, you hurt. So can you see when people have been betrayed, right, by even good people like me? A person who has no intention to hurt anybody. But when your shadow 
creeps up on you and chokes you out in a moment when you're supposed to make a decision. There are no excuses for it. You still do what you want to do, right? It's hard for people to say, wow. How can I love again? How can I open up to you again? How can I trust you again? Do you understand? Emotional healing is a vital aspect of the recovery process. The deeply hurt individual may be grappling with a range of emotions, including anger, sadness, and fear. These emotions can hinder their ability to fully accept and internalize an apology as they may question the authenticity and long-term commitment to the change. Therefore, it is crucial, it is critical, it is vital for the betrayer to demonstrate consistency in their actions over time to rebuild trust and facilitate healing. Does betrayal have a purpose that is rooted in self-actualization? 1-800-920-1580. We got callers from all over the country. Let's get them in here. True Monger, Dallas, Texas. He's been on the longest. Get in here. Yes, sir. Talk to me, brother. Oh, man. Yeah, betrayal serves a purpose. Um, and it does delay healing as long as you allow it to. Mm. Mm-hmm. Uh, everybody's going to process it differently, of course. But at the, at the end of the day, it's going to be up to you how long you let it control you or hold you up from moving forward and healing. Mm-hmm. Uh, everybody's guilty of it, whether it was intentional or not. Mm-hmm. I think the majority of the time they are intentional, but there may be times where the intention wasn't bad, but the betrayal happens anyway. Right. Uh, could be that you said something that you didn't necessarily mean or it was not presented correctly, if that makes sense. Right. Or you done something right. with good intention and, then, and it's not what your partner may have wanted or whoever it is may have wanted. Mm-hmm. Uh, they may take that as a betrayal. Mm-hmm. Now, some things people will forgive sooner than others, mm-hmm. but it's up to them. Right. Now, if you're sincere about making that mistake or whatnot, all you do, all you can really do is your part, apologize sincerely. Then you got to keep going. Right. You can't hold yourself up waiting for them to forgive you because it's up to them at that point. Right. How you conduct yourself and how you handle yourself going forward is on you. No, I got you. I appreciate it, brother. Guess what you just did? What's that, sir? You know you brought Dallas, Texas in the building. Listen, if you want to bring your city in the building, all you got to do is call me. 1-800-920-1580. Let me just say... I appreciate each and every one of the callers that are calling in tonight because I know this is not a lightweight topic. 
I know this is a heavy topic and a lot of hearts are out there feeling this right now. And I understand why some people are reluctant to call in because they might be going through it right now. But I want to send a shout out and say thank you to all who are listening to the VOR tonight. This is a different kind of fire. Ladies and gentlemen, the voice of reason. Come on, man. Come on, we out here different tonight. Yo, man, this is a real heavy topic. And I think it's important that, uh, you know, we discuss, you know, you know, the severity of what happens, you know, when this happens, right? In relationships, right? Cognitive healing, right? We're talking about does this betrayal trauma create a delayed ability to heal? And what I'm trying to paint here, the picture that I'm trying to paint here is really simple. And that picture is if you've betrayed someone, and and, and like I said, this is a lesson that I'm learning, that I've learned, but I'm learning, right? If you've betrayed someone, you got to give them all the time they need. Because as uh, one of the clips that pl- that we played earlier stated, time doesn't heal the wounds. It's the work that they put in that heals the wounds. But you still got to give them as much time as they need in order to be able to do that. Which is why I led with cognitive healing involves, uh, or, or yes, cognitive healing involves the reconstruction of one's beliefs, perceptions, and expectations surrounding relationships, right? So they need time to be able to say, let me rebuild myself kind of from the ground up. Heavy topic. We got callers on the line. Let's get them in here. Nikki from Mississippi. Oh, here we go. Good evening. Nikki, welcome to the show. How are you? Thank you for being here. How are you? Uh, I'm trying. I'm 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 doing my best. I'm trying. You're doing a good job. Yeah. Thank you. I think the answer to is being betrayed equal to delayed healing for sure, yes. But I think part of why the answer is yes is because betrayal at its base lives deceit and deception. And that's a dark place. So it's going to take us, all of us, any of us, some time to sit with that on two levels. If you are the one betrayed or the one doing the betraying, that's two levels of darkness to sit with. Proverbs says the heart of persons who seek to betray harbor deceit and there are seven abominations that fill the heart of deceivers Mm -hmm. I mean that's a lot of dark heavy particularly if you're you know intentionally doing it Mm -hmm. to someone Mm -hmm. so if you consider all of it it's like uh, to me when a person has a heart attack If you look at their heart tissue when they pass away, the place where the heart attack occurred, it's discolored. Mm -hmm. It leaves its mark. Mm -hmm. The betrayal leaves its mark residue 
on the spirit of us on either side, Mm -hmm. receiver or giver. Mm -hmm. And that's a heavy place to have a residue. Mm. And you continue to live, grow, and attempt to heal the wounds. If you're the person doing it, hopefully there's some level of consciousness you recognize to correct it and say that I am sorry to whoever you perpetrated it on. But I think part of why it may be hard for people to receive the I'm sorry mm-hmm. is because that darkness in the act of betraying the person, there's a numbness that comes with that. Mm-hmm. And maybe as you heal and go along the way, particularly if you're mm-hmm. somebody who believes time heals it all, which we know it doesn't there may be still that numbness Mm -hmm. that makes it difficult in your heart spirit to receive. Not that you don't think they're being genuine. It's not even that. Right. But that, that residue was so heavy. Right. For you. It's difficult for you to appear to receive their, I'm sorry. Mm. Like you don't have a place to put it because the place where it would go is still known. Right. Scorched. Complete. Yeah. Dark. Yeah. Earth. <laughs> yeah. 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 I'm hearing you. I'm hearing you. You cooking, Mickey. Mickey. G- girl, keep going. I-, I need this. We all need this. Come on. Keep going. Well, I mean, you have to have a salve in the spirit to heal, to help lift. When it's dark like that, it's such a, if we are created in God's image, there's no place in ourselves for deceit. That doesn't come from the Lord. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Whichever one you recognize. Mm -hmm. So, to repair oneself having accepted something that is so far removed from what you're created to be. Mm-hmm. That's going to take a lot. Mm-hmm. Now, a lot is based on each person. You know, everybody's a lot is different. Mm-hmm. But it makes sense when I hear the other caller call in earlier and say, man, that just messed up everything. All my whole forward progress, everything. Mm-hmm. Screeching hall. Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. that's not even of us. That's we're not supposed to have that. <laughs> right. The whole spirit of you rejects that deception mm. and the seven abominations that come with it. Mm-hmm. Because there's no place in us to put that. But wouldn't you argue too that it uh it also uh affects the betrayer in the same way because correct that's yes, why I, yes, yep, yes. that's why i said two darkness places mm. because if it happened to you from a friend or an intimate relationship husband wife significant other mm-hmm. if you saw it coming then you're watching this person doing this deceiving going where is what is that mm-hmm. and why are you doing that mm-hmm 
Mm-hmm. Like, if you want to go, okay, I'll, it will be hard. I won't like it. I will resist it. I will cry. But don't do this thing mm-hmm. because that tears you apart, too, and you're not even seeing that part. Mm. Okay, if you don't see it coming, okay, well, now I got to learn the lesson. So that I can pay attention to what happened, why I got hit by a Mack truck mm-hmm. in a place. That's why we don't see it, I think. It's so far removed from what we were created to be and mm-hmm. understand what the other person is supposed to be to me in that creation. You're not supposed to be trying to kill me in the spirit this way. Wow. Wow. Oof. That's that's what that is, slaying another person in the spirit. And some people never recover from that type of slaying in the spirit. Never. It takes them going back to God to get right. Mm. Right. Right. Nikki, you know, uh, ma'am, sister, goddess, guru, Lord (laughs) have mercy. You know what you did tonight? I brought the sip in the building. You brought the sip in the building. Listen, if you want to, I thank you, Nikki. Lord have mercy. If you want to bring your city in the building, all you got to do is call me at 1-800-920-1580. The VOR is on complete inferno fire. What's up, guys? Today, I'm talking about why relationships are so freaking hard during recovery. And... Uh, what happens in a relationship um, in the early stages of the recovery process. Um, relationships can be beneficial for recovery, they can be detrimental to recovery. So the early parts of treatment, oftentimes a couple will come in together and say, hey, we got this problem, let's fix this. Um, sometimes it's better to separate out individuals, have them work on their own individual recovery, and then come back together and work on the relationship. Um, but I want to just talk you through what happens in a relationship and why it's so difficult. Ladies and gentlemen, the VOR back in the building live from KBLA Talk 1580. This topic has been on complete fire all night long. Let's get the creator of the topic in the building right now, Atala Houston, Texas. Get in here. (laughs) Hey, Uncle Joe, how are you? Hey, what up, what up, what up, what up? How you doing? I'm well, I'm well, I'm well. Um, so real quick, I just kind of wanted to share, I guess, the inspiration behind this topic. Yes, please. Um, so I was, yes. Um, so I was reading one of Krishnamurti's books, um, Freedom from the Known, and he has a quote in there where he says, you can be, or sorry, you can have marvelous experiences and yet be completely deluded. Yes. And so that kind of like, <laughs> that kind of hit me, hit me very hard. And I was like, hmm, so what are some times where you can be completely deluded in a relationship um, or just in connections with people. And, you know, it just, it, the reality not really match what you're picturing out picturing, so to speak. Mm-hmm. And so then betrayal popped in my mind. Right. I'm okay. listening. Come on. You give me more. <laughs> um, oh, okay. Okay. So another thing, I like the way that you posed the question, right? Um, so you said is being betrayed equal to delayed healing. So, one caveat, one thing I would add is that it, it, the way the question is written kind of makes me think of like a chicken or the egg scenario. And what I mean by that is 
like, you know, being betrayed causes you to maybe heal slower because the wounds are so deep, right? Mm -hmm. But then I wonder, can you having been done wrong in the past or have delayed healing from a different wound, can that cause you to betray someone in the future? So, like, to me, they kind of connect in that way. Um, I think what you're saying is, if you still are unhealed from your own issues, can you go out and hurt other people? And I think this Correct. is what connects to the whole hurt people, hurt people thing. Correct. Yeah. Yes. Correct. I really think, yeah. I mean, until you really reconcile with self, it's going to be hard to do. And um, again, <laughs> I think that's the hardest fight you're ever going to have is that fight with self, right? Like where you, where you pull yourself to the side and you really reprimand your own spirit for the things that, you know, it may have brought to the table to somebody else's life, right? Especially if you care, mm -hmm. if you care, right? Some people don't even care how their spirit kind of just spills into other people's spirit, right? But if you care, yeah. you're, you're going to feel that. That's that's why they say, I, I like the way, I, I think we should find it. Uh, Bishop T.D. Jakes talks about how the betrayer doesn't get away. Like, he, mm -hmm. he the betrayer is not off the hook. Uh, over the next break, we're going to find it, and I want to play that little clip, a little piece of it, because I think he puts it so succinctly to understand exactly that, yeah, you're going to hurt somebody else until you reconcile what's happening with you. And when you hurt somebody else, you think you're off the hook because they're the one that got hurt, but really you're going to feel the reverberations of their pain as well. Mm, agreed. Yeah. yeah. Agreed. It's going to find its way um, back to you. That's that's what the Hindu called karma, right? It, which is a Sanskrit yeah. word for action. You're going to find it. You, you're going to, the boomerang is on its way, basically. Facts, 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 facts. Something well, else I want to add. To oh, no, go ahead. Sorry? No, go ahead. Yes, sir. Um, yeah, something else I want to add to in regards to betrayal or being in a situation where you're being betrayed, mm -hmm. it's a kind of a double-edged sword to me because at least I can think back to times where I was betrayed, and that's kind of why I asked that question, what did you ignore you know, prior to being betrayed? Mm -hmm. And I think the biggest thing is that we take our, we betray ourselves first, mm -hmm. I believe, before someone else betrays us. So you're taking your intuition Mm -hmm. And the things that you know to be right within your spirit and replacing that with whatever it is that they're offering you, so to speak, or whatever it is you believe you're being offered. Mm -hmm. um, and so especially when you're talking about within childhood and family systems, you know, being betrayed by someone that is supposed to be your caretaker, I think is like, for me, that's been really hard wow. coming to that realization. Yeah. Because essentially, if I can't trust them and if i'm being trained or, or groomed in such a way where i don't even i can't even trust myself because i've been gaslit so many times like how do i walk into a relationship in a way that is um functional if that makes sense therapy dr jashana johnson <laughs> you know yes. <laughs> yeah because you got to dig into that you that's that's like a soil inside the soul that needs to be overturned. Mm -hmm. So, you know, you stick a shovel into the soil and you overturn the soil. So imagine, yeah. right, that's in your spirit. 
Right, you can get with Dr. Jashana Johnson. You can get with Dr. Sunshine. You can get with Dr. Zimmerman. Uh, you could get with Dr. Pacoya Robinson. There, I, I got a lot of doctors on deck. You can get with Dr. Allen Berger, but you got to put the soul. Uh, you got to put the shovel in the soul of your so uh, in the soil of your soul and kind of overturn it and dig it up mm-hmm. and then embrace it and reconcile it. Otherwise. You know, you're going to carry that into the relationship. Does that make sense? Facts. 100%. 100%. Well, we appreciate you for creating this topic for us tonight. And guess what you just did? I brought Houston in the building. H-Town, where it always goes down. We appreciate you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. If you want to bring your city in the building, all you got to do is call me at 1-800-920-1580. Guess who showed up? L.A. just showed up. Daryl from Los Angeles, when I come forward, I'm talking to you. That playlist hit different. My playlist is my co-host. The VOR is live from KBLA Talk 1580. Heavy topic tonight. We've been killing all night. This show has flown by. Is being betrayed equal to delayed healing and yes man we're on fire tonight and people got something to say and we got our first los angeles caller in the building right now la in the house daryl get in here yes sir had to bring la into the building tonight yes sir i'm gonna make it real quick i gotta jump into work but that said i believe now this is just the way i handled i was cheated on when i was 15 because i was dating this girl that was 19 and she cheated on that was the first time I had ever been teased on it, and it hurt like hell. You can't take a pill for it, nothing. Right. So I swore to myself I would never be hurt like that again by a woman. Now, this is just the way I handle it. Um, now, that's not to say that was the last time I was cheated on, because I've been cheated on, and I don't cheat it. So basically what I'm saying is the best way to get over that is to forgive yourself first. Mm-hmm. Don't even worry about their problems. Mm-hmm. No, I, I, it doesn't it mean nothing to me. I forgive myself first. And then for making that choice of person, even though that person may have morphed into, you know, cheating because they found some other interest somewhere, whatever. If, if, you, or if your bond wasn't strong enough to resist it, then they had to, you know, go ahead and dilute your relationship with somebody else. Yeah, they just gave me the uh, foresight to see that, that's not the one for me. Okay, so you cheated. Okay, fine. Don't even worry about apology. I ain't looking for that. I'm looking to forgive myself. Hmm. Once I forgive myself, I'll forgive them, and then the residue is gone. Hmm. And it ain't easy. It's going to cut like a knife because the first cut is always the deepest. Mm-hmm. But if you don't have two or three cuts, it's just like a keloid start. You can't feel it anymore. Mm. If you cut yourself in the same place three times, you can't feel the third cut. Mm. It won't even bleed. It's mm. a keloid scar. And that's what it'll leave on your spirit and your heart. Mm-hmm. So that way, by, by forgiveness, forgiveness is the salve that you put on it. Because it's going to be there no matter what you do. It's still going to be there. Mm-hmm. And I don't never, you know, go into a relationship thinking it's impossible for somebody to cheat on me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I don't I don't feel that. Hmm. And maybe that lessens the depth of my love for that person. But I got to insulate myself. 
I don't want to feel that pain like that again. Hmm. You know, and I don't, so I can't go that deep with somebody that blind without seeing the, you know, the signs before that. Like the women got the intuition and stuff like that. I mean, there's usually some signs somewhere, and then some people are just totally blindsided. And those are the ones that get devastated. Like I was, but I was 15. Come on, man. You, 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 with age come wisdom. Right. So you know it's possible because you hear about it all the time. You just haven't thought that it would happen to you, and that's what's so devastating to some people. But the best way to get above that and to stay above the heartbreak, it's going to still hurt. Ain't going to lie. But you got to forgive yourself first for choosing that person. Hey, Daryl. And trusting that person. Daryl. That's it. You know what you Good just stuff. did? I brought LA into the building, you baby. You brought Los Angeles, the city of angels, in the building. We appreciate the call. Man, tonight's callers have been on fire, man. Complete fire. And again, we don't have all the answers to, you know, to, to the topics that we pose, but we just want to encourage and foster. You know, non-judgmental, open-ended conversation. To you know, to and I know these conversations are, are are difficult conversations because normally we don't have them regularly. Uh, you know, in our private lives. That's why I tried to bring that to the radio. But it's a heavy. This tonight's topic was a heavy, heavy burden for a lot of people to even listen to. But let's factor in the role of empathy and understanding. Empathy and understanding play a pivotal role. In the healing pot process, the betrayer must demonstrate genuine empathy towards the hurt individual's pain and validate their emotions. This validation can help bridge the gap between the apology and the individual's ability to accept it. Without empathy and understanding, the apology may be perceived as insincere or dismissive, further delaying that person's, uh, you know, healing process. But also what I learned is if you mention or if you bring up something from the past that is associated to that particular betrayal, trauma, infraction, it's almost like taking, putting them in a, in a time machine and taking them back to the moment they first discovered it. So it's kind of best to not even reference what happened in the past because, you know, it can re-trigger, like it can bring things back up. Understand this too, uh, the power of time and patience. Healing from betrayal trauma is not a linear process. And I stress this, it cannot be rushed. You know, this is another lesson that I had to fail in order to learn. It cannot be rushed, okay? Uh, time and patience are essential components of the person's healing journey. And you got to give them as much as they need, whether they're working on themselves or not. You just got to give them space. Uh, the deeply hurt individual needs space to process their emotions, rebuild their sense of self, and gradually open themselves up to the possibility of forgiveness. Again, a sincere, uh, a sincere apology coupled with consistent actions, considerate actions, respectful actions, uh, compassionate actions, empathetic actions can contribute to the healing process, but it cannot expedite it. In conclusion, 
The impact of betrayal trauma within intimate relationships is profound and complex. We already know that. While a sincere and remorseful apology is an important step towards healing, it cannot single-handedly expedite the process. Emotional and cognitive healing, empathy and understanding, and the passage of time with work all play a crucial role in the journey towards healing. By acknowledging this multifaceted process, right, and, you know, the process of betrayal trauma, we can begin to support individuals in their pursuit of healing and restoration within intimate relationships. It's just going to take a little time. And let me just say, man, Andy, can I find this? I'm going to try to find uh, this quick little clip. Hopefully, I uh, hopefully we can play this on our way out. Uh, T.D. Brother Jakes. Right. I love T.D. Jakes because he's a Gemini like me. T.D. Jakes on betrayal. Right. And let me see if we could get that. Because it, it what it, ooh, he I'm trying to find the little clip, but I can't find it. He. Anyway, if you if you go to YouTube, you can find it. Uh, I think he uh, what is it? Bruised love. Is that what it is? Bruised love. I think that's the video where he talks about uh, betrayal. And it's it's very heavy, man. It's a it's a very heavy piece. As a matter of fact, what I'm going to do is I'm going to send another clip to Andy right now. Andy. If you could, if you could, and if you would, would you play this clip on our way out? Because I feel like it'll cap off this show nicely. Here it is right here. Hopefully we'll have enough time to get it up and on. But you already know what's next. You already know what's next. Jill Monroe. You already know who she is and what she's about. RSVP with Jill Monroe. I had the fire. She's going to keep the fire. We appreciate everybody for tapping in and tuning in. I'll see you all tomorrow with another slapper.